Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. First Peter 1, verses 1 and 2, Trinity. Peter, in his salutation, acknowledges the movement of all three persons of the Trinity. Three prepositional phrases uh, begin this declaration of blessing over the people. Uh, the ones he addresses are exile, foreigner, elect, chosen people who are in dispersion. And they got to that situation because of the movement of God. The first is in the foreknowledge of God the Father. Uh, we need to always remember that the Father is the initiator of all things. Uh, the church does not come into existence because of the will of humans. Uh, it comes into existence because of the will of God. If we think back to the early beginnings of this church, uh, Peter's only writing uh, a couple decades after Jesus has been on the scene. And the fact that this church, this gathering, uh, this grouping of peoples is starting to flourish is a miracle in itself. Uh, there was a lot of opposition. Uh, this couldn't have been simply a human initiative. It's God's hand that is leading. Not only are there by the foreknowledge of God the Father, they have been consecrated by the Spirit. Uh, consecration was to be set apart, uh, to be wrought by the Spirit of God, to be uh, awakened by the Spirit of God. Uh, again, this is the initiative of God. We might say it's the Father's plan. And Jesus secures uh, footing on the ground, but it's the Spirit who quickens the movement of the church for the obedience and sprinkling with the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, this blood covering uh, that uh, makes everything possible. Uh, we get to see that very early the church has settled in on this doctrine of Trinity. Uh, by the time the scriptures are encoded, it's very clear in their mind that they see God as one, but is manifesting himself in three persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All of this movement is to lead to obedience. To obey was to accept the gospel and become a member of this new community under a new covenant. I mean, there's so much behind the words that Peter is saying here. Out of his Jewish background and his Hebrew identity, uh, it's the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus that transforms the former way of life that liberates us from spiritual slavery and from the uh, process of spiritual death. Uh, Peter's choice of images here confirms the impression that he's writing to communities of Gentiles. And he's kind of saying they're a type of a strange new kind of Jew, if you might say, out of the uh, life of Christ, there's this new expression of people mysteriously engrafted in to God's chosen line. The so what of this passage is to celebrate once again the working of the triune of uh, the triune God in, in all of us. Uh, 
each member, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are operating. And we tend to focus in on the work of maybe our most familiar or comfortable person in the Trinity. I think each person has their own angle. We need to remember, following the words of Paul in his letter to the Ephesians, it's the fullness of the Godhead. It's the fullness of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit operating through us. My now what is be reminded to converse with all three in the course of my day. Uh, my prayer pattern is to pray to the Father, uh, praying in the Spirit, and always under the authority by praying in Jesus' name. Every once in a while, it's good just to stop and address Father or address the Spirit or to address Jesus, to remain in that ongoing communion with the triune God. And so, Lord, we thank you that by the sprinkling of blood, we do have access for this conversation. Uh, we pray that it would be rich this day, that we would not only speak to you out of our desperation and our out of our worship, uh, but that we would hear from you in the things that you're saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen.